Hello and welcome to the first episode of Noise Talk. Um, my name is Derek Howard and this show will be featuring a conversation that I had with uh, Bruce Rosenberger from the Comics Cast podcast at comicscast.libson.com. I will have a link on the website. The website, by the way, is www.deliberatenoise.com, and you can send feedback for this show to talk at deliberatenoise.com. If you'd like to take a part of this show by having a conversation with me, my Skype name is Deliberate Noise. Send me an email first, and we'll work something out. Now, a little thing about this particular conversation is that it ends very abruptly because I have kids and they were arguing and fussing in a feud. Um, this is also the first time that I was able to record a conversation on Skype because I finally figured out how to do it. So there are points where we are actually talking about the recording. So uh, I hope you like it. It gives you a little bit of an insight into... I guess how Bruce and I interact. Um, thanks, and uh, here you go. Where'd what come from? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I I heard what I said like uh, five seconds after I said it. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, there it goes again. It's I don't. Know, it's got to be a Skype thing. Okay, anyway, so what's going on? How you been? Um, pretty good, pretty good. I mean, I just got back from vacation last week, so <laughs> how bad could I be, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to my vacation in a couple of weeks. This will be really the first official vacation I've had since uh, Stephen was born three years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> going anywhere special? or? Well, we're taking it the first week of uh, September, and that's when... Um, my stepdaughter has to go back to school, mm-hmm. so it's going to be uh, pretty much us getting up early and then going back to bed. <laughs> oh. So where did you guys go for your vacation? Well, my brother lives down in, um, well, yeah, he lives in Jack- Jacksonville, North Carolina. Okay. And it's it's right next to the beach there. And so what we do is, the first year we went, and we just kept traveling back and forth to the beach. And then the next year, he said, well, you guys want to get a house down there, and, you know, we'll split it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, with all the kids and everything. Seemed like a good idea. And uh, we've been pretty much doing it ever since. We didn't get a chance to do it last year because our schedules didn't work out. But uh, this year, we were able to do it again. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, plus you went to the... uh to the convention down there, didn't you? Yeah. Well, what you know, what a lucky, um, what a lucky break. You know, we. Uh, I, I just happened to notice that the convention was the weekend that heading into where we were going down to the to the shore. You know, and it's um, it's not that far away. It's it's supposed to be a five hour drive. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, I'm just getting this weird feedback. That's why I'm not quite sure if you're there, uh, but I guess you are. So, we're, um, it actually turned into a, like a six and a half hour ride because it was just awful. I mean, the traffic was horrendous. But we were heading into uh, July Fourth weekend, so you know it was our own fault. But 
my my brother had offered us free uh, a free room for the night if we managed to get there that same night. So it was incentive to get there, you know. <laughs> cool. We were kind of broke, you know. So. Yeah, that's what vacations are for, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. This is really weird. You're coming through. I'm I'm watching the recording, and you're coming through great. And it seems like I'm coming through kind of weak. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm gonna fiddle around a little bit with my settings. So if I get too loud for you, let me know. No, no problem. Okay. And all right, that seems to have uh, been a little bit of an improvement. Huh. Okay. Cool. So, what did you want to know about British TV? All right. Now, I've got six seasons of Red Dwarf that I taped when they had a marathon one New Year's Eve. Okay. I've got I've got the box set of Jeeves and Wooster. Um, I've got somebody that's supposed to be sending me copies of the Black Adder, even though I have most of them on VHS. Um, let's see. You can tell I'm a, a Fry and Laurie fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. What else have I got? Okay, I've gotten the Doctor Who's. Which ones? Uh, the newest ones. Okay, the Eccleston. The, yeah, Eccleston and then the, um... Tenet? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> really? My brain's a little fried. Tenant hasn't yeah. been released in America. Hmm. Oh no, I, I downloaded them from BitTorrent. Same here. <laughs> oh, okay. Just, I'm just <laughs> in fact, I thought you said you had watched them. <laughs> yeah, I've watched um, all of the Eccleston. I, I've actually seen them four times. Ah. Uh, there was when the original. I'm sorry, three times. There was when the the original um, BitTorrent when they were coming out week by week. Mm-hmm. Then, because uh, we're on the border with um, Canada, with um, uh, Windsor, right? we get their TV. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so they had um, Doctor Who last summer. So mm. I watched it a second time, and it was all cut up, and I really didn't like it, but hey, it was Doctor Who. And then when Sci-Fi had it, it was cut up even more, but... It's still Doctor Who. Mm. So, uh, but a lot of see. the um, a lot of the the British TV I watch is from uh, BitTorrent. My favorite show is called Fifty Five Degrees North, and it's about a um, it's about a London police detective who turns in some of his partners for police corruption, and as a reward. He's pretty much um, transferred to a small town up north. So, so it's all about him trying to fit in. He's the only black officer on the. Um, I don't know if he's the only black officer. I know for a fact he's the only black detective. And not only is he trying to fit in with being punished because they put him on the night shift, where everybody else goes on the night shift for a week or two, but he's been on there forever. Um, he's also living with his uncle, who's like a father figure, and his nephew, who's like the son figure. And it's just 
it's a really good story, both from the uh, the police procedural part, right? And there's a um, a kind of a a story with a uh, female. Um, I don't know exactly what they call them there, but it, she would be kind of like the uh, district attorney. She'd be in the district okay. attorney's office. But my favorite part has got to be the interaction between the um, the three generations. I mean, mm. it's it's just an, it's an excellent show. But like most um, British shows, it's only on for a limited time. Like I think the first season was uh, only six episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I believe the the second one was maybe as many as eight, but they haven't come out with the third one yet, and it's kind of driving me crazy. Uh, okay, I'm gonna look for that one. And, and plus, I also watch a lot of BBC America. Mm-hmm. In fact, for a while there, my uh, DVR was just chock full of the stuff that they have on there. <laughs> There's this one um, mystery. Uh, is they call it Monday Night Mystery that I haven't gotten a chance to watch, but it's called uh, Messiah, the Harrowing. It's about a um, oh, was it a police detective who's doing an investigation on murders that are based on like the Seven Rings of Hell. There are some. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's it looks like it's really interesting. I just haven't had. And a it was called what? It's called uh, Messiah: colon, The Harrowing. Messiah, the harrowing H A R R O W I N G. Okay, you're breaking up for some reason. That not all the time, but a little bit here and there. So, I apologize for asking you to repeat it. <laughs> That's okay. It, the thing is that I have a pretty slow machine, and when I'm trying to record and Skype, I'm noticing that I'm, I'm really beating up my uh, CPU. Oh, gotcha. But, hey, it's a good reason for me to replace it, huh? <laughs> Plus, on top of that, I think I see a a process that should have died and didn't. Okay. Uh-huh. I killed that one, so hopefully things will be a little better. Well, see, I think that's the big problem I have with my... Uh, when I'm recording Skype and it starts to get all, all glitchy, I think it's because I only have 256... Uh, megs of RAM, so I want to get that upgraded, but it's it's just a matter of finding the money, you know. Yeah, because that's how much I have, also. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's it's probably ca- catching the uh, sound and all. You know. Yeah, because I know that when I'm here, I use Audacity for most for putting my shows together, and mm-hmm. I also run. Um, the compression and the normalization on it and if for a half an hour show it will take close to 45 minutes to do that process but I'll take this stuff into work and it'll take five wow yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I do use the normalization not every single time but usually I do but I never did compression because I don't, I don't understand compression. Well, the way it was explained to me is that it, um, 
Okay. One of them makes the... It's either... I can't remember now. now all I know is that I just do it. <laughs> I'm trying mm -hmm. to remember. One of them makes it so that your high noises aren't so high and your low noises aren't so low. That's normalization. Okay, that's normalization. Yeah. Then um, compression, I guess, tries to bring your lows up to your highs. Oh. Yeah, it's it's something so that it's not a big um, drastic change in volume. At least that's the way it was explained to me. Interesting. Yeah, the guy could not know what he's talking about. But the worst part is, is I have a, a hardware compressor, but I have mm -hmm. no clue on how to hook it up. Oh, no. So it's just sitting on top of my bookshelf. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I want to figure it, I want to figure it out. But I just haven't had the time. Right, right. Hmm. Oh, getting getting back to the shows. Yeah. Now, ha have you seen this show, Spooks? Or I guess they call it MI Five. Um, actually, I saw a couple of episodes, and it's excellent. But at the time that it was coming on, there mm -hmm. was like something else that I usually watched. Okay. And this was before I had the DVR and. Setting up a the VCR to tape something. After a while, I was just like, "Yeah, nah. Oh well, I'm going to miss one of the two. I, you know, I just did that the other day. I uh, before I went to bed, uh, that Tin Tin and I special was supposed to be on PBS at like four o'clock in the morning. Right. So I set up the the tape, and I checked to make sure that the show was on, and I set the timer and everything. And don't I forget to put the right channel on. So I, I taped one of the HBOs, oh. which, you know, so I never did get to see that. And I keep checking BitTorrent, and it's not on. Nobody bothered to upload it. I'll also take a look around and see if I can find it for you. I read all those Tintin books when I was a kid, and I just, well, I've read them since then, too, but <laughs> I always really like those. The only thing I came close to reading a Tintin book was... Um actually an issue of uh oh is it called teen titan spotlight i don't know okay. if you remember that it was hold on one second all right mm -hmm. arise sweetie do me a favor why don't you take that upstairs okay okay don't forget to turn it off because you're going to waste the battery no take it take it okay You got it? Okay. All right. It was called um, Teen Titan Spotlight. Mm -hmm. It came out um, late 80s, and it dealt with um, characters from the Teen Titan books that weren't being spotlighted really well. Mm -hmm. I remember that there was a uh, two-part Hawk story. This was right after Crisis, so Dove... His brother had just died, and it was just before the female dove came on the scene. Okay. And it was written by um, uh, Mike Barron, 
and drawn by uh, Jackson Jice. Is that how you pronounce oh. his name? And it was it was right before, yeah. it was right before they started the Flash book, so it was really okay. it was really cool. But there was this one. Um, it was a it was a single issue, once one story, and it was uh, featuring the Brotherhood of Evil, who were the Teen Titans um, villains, with other uh, Brain and Monsieur Mala and Phobia mm-hmm. and Warp. But they ended up going to another dimension and getting involved with a war. And I, you know, there was like this uh, young redheaded guy with this one shock of red hair. And I guess it was like a doctor or a professor. I read it and it made absolutely no sense to me. (laughs) And then, you know, years later, I found out that that uh, the guy who wrote it was a big Tintin fan. And this was his homage to them. And I was like, wow, he could have at least warned us. <laughs> if you can, if, I'll try to find out what issue it was. But it was it was interesting, and it, it probably would have been, like, a little bit of closure if I had known who Tintin was. Yeah. Because as far as I know, Tintin was like a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when this was a, a grown man. So I see. I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting if you knew who the characters were. And I had never been exposed to him before, so to me it was just a bunch of new characters who made no sense. See, I'm such a knucklehead. I probably read it and didn't even realize, you know. Yeah, that was a that was a really weird title too, because it there was absolutely no continuity to it, from except for like the two part stories that they had every now and then, mm-hmm. and they would tell stories from all over the uh the titans universe you know i think i believe the last issue dealt with the original teen titans and it was um written by i want to say dan spiegel was it drawn by dan spiegel? yeah i think it was drawn by dan spiegel and written by uh mark Evanier. and it the same people who did uh crossfire and i think the dna mm-hmm. agents or something and it was it was really good, but it was just so out of place, you know. When you, you hear them calling yeah. uh, Kid Flash uh, Fleet Fleet Feet, or when they called um, you know Wonder Chick, and it was just like, wow, this was. I, I realized they did this back in the fifties, but you know that was <laughs> a long time ago. Huh. Yeah, it's a really, really weird title. Well, I've got, I think, like 18 long boxes in the basement. And I'm trying to unbury them because there's there's like uh, 50 boxes of cassette tapes of old radio shows piled on top. And some magazine boxes and, you know, a couple other things. So I'm trying to get them out, get them all organized. I'm pretty sure, like... Well, one, two, three, four, five. Maybe twelve of the boxes are actually in alphabetical order. Those are the ones from the '80s, and then there's another six boxes from the '90s. You know, so those I need to get in some kind of order, and then mix them all together, and then add in the nine short boxes upstairs and the four down here in the bedroom. <laughs> and I have a question: when you in when you get around to um, organizing your short boxes and your long boxes. 
do you try to put your entire collection in alphabetical order, or do you just have them in alphabetical order inside each box? Well, I start by alphabetizing each box. Okay. And then I'll take two boxes and I'll make the you know the entire in those entire two boxes. And then I'll add a third box. Then I'll add a fourth box. You know, once each box for me anyway, once each box is alphabetized, it's a whole lot easier to merge the three, you know, or two or four or whatever it is. Okay. But yeah, I would love to have my whole collection in alphabetical order. Now, what I usually do is I keep each um, each long box as a separate entity, mm-hmm. so that. It's alphabetized inside that long box or the short box, but not within the whole grand scheme of things. Right. And then I just give them all descriptive names inside the database so I'll know exactly, you know, if I'm looking for something, I know where it's at. Like I have a, what's it, a box named uh, Capone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I have one named... Uh, Zarathustra and I have uh, Kai Gan over here and Komoda. I even have one named Deemer. Wow. <laughs> and Smacks. And it's just, I don't know, to me it's a little easier because I know I was really, really stressing out on getting everything in order when I got a new one. I, you know, when I got a new batch of books, I had to go and find out, okay, now where do the A's begin and all that, well, not where the A's begin. That's how usually that's in the first one. But, yeah. you know, where the C's began. And finally, I was just like, all right, you know, for my own mental health, I'm just going to do it this way. Well, it makes sense. It's like, it's like folders and subfolders. Right. You know, that does make a whole lot of sense to me. But then, see, I don't, I don't keep my comics in a database. So trying to locate them. Why don't you keep mm. them in a database? Because I'm too lazy. Oh. <laughs> you know, I guess the problem is, is I'm not a collector. I'm a, I like to read comics. I accumulate comics just by default. Right. But I, I'm not a collector, you know. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I've always told people, no, I'm not a comic collector. I'm a comic reader. But mm-hmm. a, a comic accumulator, that's actually a better term because I never sell. I never trade. <laughs> I just I keep them. I don't slab them because I'm not an idiot, but yeah, I I, I well, let me also say that the reason that I have everything in a database is because I work with databases on the day job. You know, right. so it'd be right. kind of uh, you know, if there's something that I want to kind of test mm-hmm. for work, I will try it at home first and vice versa if i'm doing something at home i'm like hey you know what this will this will work with uh the other projects i have oh and by the way i haven't forgotten about your four color question oh no i i had no doubt okay it's I just, <laughs> yeah it's just the guy who i was going to ask has been on vacation okay. and he's trying to ramp back up and we've just been slammed so no problem no problem at all. I just thought, well, Derek works in the industry. Maybe he has, you know, an idea what's going on there because I don't quite understand. Yeah, I'm. I actually I work for a printer. <laughs> I'm not really in the printing industry. It's oh, it, I see. Yeah, it's kind of like when I worked for a, um, 
for an auto parts manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Everybody else made auto parts, and I fixed the computers. Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I, I knew you weren't down on the floor running the press. Yeah. <laughs> but just being in, you know... Hey, I'm sorry, Bruce. Proximity. Can you hold on... Sure. Can I no? Can I call you back? I hear kids oh, yeah. screaming. Okay, like I said, that was kind of an abrupt ending, and I hope that um, I'll be able to have another talk with Bruce, and we can go a little longer, get um, into some other subjects. Um, hopefully, that that this will be the type of format that uh, noise talks will be. As you saw, it was not an interview. It was just two guys talking. And um, hopefully I can bring some other good conversations along the way. If you don't mind, stop by www.deliberatenoise.com and take a look around. Um, there are a bunch of other shows on there. And if you really wouldn't mind, I have a pod track survey on the comicbooknoise.com site. You can go there, fill it out. Um, I'd appreciate it. Anyway, to get back, to give some feedback on this show, go ahead and send something to talk at deliberatenoise.com. Or if you want to send feedback on any kind of show or just to stop by and say hi, then send something to feedback at deliberatenoise.com. Thanks and good night. And this is a couple of